This presentation is from UX Australia 2016, held in Melbourne. For more presentations from this and other conferences, please visit uxaustralia.com.au. It's almost the end. There's lots of ideas. My head's about to explode. Um, I'm Adam, uh, and I want to talk about uh, information automation. Um, it's probably just going to be a bit of a taster in 10 minutes, to be fair. Um, but I really want to talk about it because I think it's, it's been something that's been on my mind and I like to talk about stuff that's on my mind. Um, so please embellish me. <laughs> so before we talk about information automation, I think we've got to talk about artificial intelligence. Um, and I sort of, there's a lot of cool stuff going on with AI. There's a lot of people doing stuff. There's a lot of people talking about it. What does it mean? What's the landscape? Um, you know, all that kind of deep stuff. So... Study of and design of intelligent agents. Cool, kind of Mr. Anderson sort of stuff, which is great. Um, I can't really do his voice, Mr. Anderson. Anyway, it's no good. Um, so, you know, it's a system that perceives its environment and is able to act and is successful, right? It's this intelligence that we get that we have that a machine potentially can have, right? A little bit creepy? No? Okay, hope not. Good. So what are some of the guys doing in this space? DeepMind. Cool name. Super cool name. Google bought DeepMind a couple of years ago, half a bill, which is pretty simple. It's nice to say half a bill. Um, they bought DeepMind and it's really cool. Bunch of really cool guys in the UK knowing their stuff, um, just really pumping out awesome algorithms. Um, but, it, you know, up until now it was just kind of playing games with people from South Korea, like a game called Go. It was very sort of, you know, kind of weird it out on a cart kind of selling you know oil and all that sort of stuff you know it was a bit it wasn't really doing anything functional um and then they went what about we apply it to a server farm right so google goes yeah let's just whack it onto our server farm a couple of months ago and yeah see if we can save some costs so it saved 40 percent of their running costs which they didn't tell us how much that was actually in dollar value but i assume that 40 percent of their server costs at Google's server farms would probably be a few hundred million, right? So that's a pretty cool application, but it's pretty functional, right? Pretty functional. And then there's Watson, hopefully not connected to the census, but then there's Watson. Um, and Watson is another really super cool tool, you know, generating lots of uh, interest in the market. It's definitely able to uh, process stuff at a super fast rate. Fintechs are using it. You know, you can chuck in a whole bunch of things, learning algorithms, predicting the market. Um, but it's doing a lot of stuff with natural language, right? Doing a lot of things with natural language at the moment, making experiences a little bit more relatable, right? So it's not that kind of freaky stuff that we, we worry about with AI. It's that sort of thing around, you know, how can we uh, help with the chatbots that are in the Slack um, the Slack, the Slack channels that we're following at the moment for the conference, right? How does it, how does it help with those types of tools? How does, it, um, how does it help with customers online with the natural language? And I think natural language is a really interesting focus for Watson to take at the beginning. But there's a few problems with perceptions, I think. Um, and I talk to a lot of stakeholders and they're a little bit kind of, oh, I don't know about this, it's not going to work. I don't know, it's not there, it's not there yet, you know, AI is not out, we can't use it. Oh, look, we just got to run something else. Don't think it's really going to work for our application. They're really concerned about it. They don't really see it as fitting in. And there's a lot of reasons, I think, that we have these perceptions about it. And I blame Hal. Um, I think Hal, that's pretty, he's pretty creepy. Um, I blame Hal and then a lot of other movies post that because 
our perceptions and mythology around AI are really very strongly based in popular culture, right? And there's all of these apocalyptic kind of movies about everybody dying. Everyone's going to die. Don't use it, you'll die. So, you know, that's kind of a bit creepy. It doesn't help. And then Stephen Hawking, you know, we've got these thought leaders, um, which this seems pretty fine, right? The development of full artificial intelligence could spell the end of the human race, which is pretty apocalyptic as well. Um, now, Stephen Hawking, obviously, pretty pretty influential guy. Um, you know, a lot of people follow him, lots of cool stuff about black holes, but apparently, you know, we're, we're heading down the bad path. Sergey, on the other hand, um, kind of takes the other attack, obviously, and goes, you know, if you had all the world's information directly attached to your brain or an artificial brain that was smarter than your brain, you'd be better off. So I guess there's kind of <laughs> different ends of the spectrum here. Sergei's obviously pretty keen to to completely wire us in, which is great. Um, and then you've got other things going on, like the CIA launching really awesome satellites that are tracking everything. <laughs> so... Okay, probably not this room, you know, but you walk outside the room. So there's all of these different things going on, thought leaders, movies, um, all of these different things that we're being exposed to, which is leading to really interesting opinions about AI. So how do we, how do we design within this environment? And I think there's two challenges. Um, I think there's really very two very clear challenges that we've got. One is, obviously, we don't have to design teddy bears, but... You know, if you like teddy bears, that's great. But we need to like it. We need to kind of start to change our perceptions. We need to start working with stakeholders and they need to start understanding AI as a tool that's actually not how, okay? Because that's how's not good. And Google's very good at this in certain ways. And we've seen other people talking about, you know, the self-driving cars, but it's making things friendly. You know, he's friendly. Look at the car. He's happy. Happy. Um, you know, he's a very happy little car there, and that's great. We like this car. Um, but then we've got to design stuff, right? So we've, we've, we make people happy with it. So the first challenge is how do we get our stakeholders happy? Good. Tick. Boom. All right. So the next one is designing for it and designing for information automation. So, you know, how do we design for stuff when we want to get things served up directly to our users how do we deal with that journey? And for me, information automation really at the moment is personalization, right? So what it's about, and we know it's a bit of a hot topic, everyone personalise this and personalise that, but it's really about an experience online that gives people a warm hug. Yeah, big hug, nice. Um, gives everyone a nice warm hug because that's really what it's about. Personalization, making me feel comfortable because it's providing me with content that I need. And I think it's about including those micro moments, right? So it's the micro moments of a journey. We can deliver super, you know, if we, and micro moments, if you've heard of micro moments, again, people like Google talk a lot about this, but those micro moments, those little things that you do in time, you know, uh, making a coffee, you know, those types of things are micro moments. So including micro moments into the experience provides that personalized experience. And Pinterest is really good at this. They're really good at applying machine learning, particularly around their buying stuff, right? So there's a heap of information that users provide when you're on Pinterest. Heaps of personal information, right? So much stuff through the journey. There's searching, there's pins, there's board names, and there's all these algorithms in the background that continually serve up that content to make it personalised, right? So that's a relationship where you are controlling it in some, some respects, but the machine is learning about what you like and what you do. That's really cool. So, you know, I think 
But the end game for them, it's not just about personalized content. It's also about you buying stuff, right? So you can buy it directly. You kind of want to buy it now. And that's the trick is buy it now. And so I think that's really what they do really well. So, you know, it's not about, it's not about scary things like how. It's about within our research phase, we, we know those facets or attributes of the customer's journey. We know them. We're picking them up. We're applying more of those to what we do. We're really grabbing them and we're saying maybe we can remove some steps. Maybe we've learnt a lot more. Maybe AI can help us make that journey easier, make it simpler, make it more targeted, more personal to me, which is really cool. And then around that content hierarchy, you know, fixing the content, then making sure it's more targeted, more personalised. And so... Uh, and I don't know why designers are French because I've my French isn't very good. But um, so I think the other thing that we have to do is we have to both look after our stakeholders, bring them along for the journey, and make sure that they don't feel so upset and stressed. And I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. So we've got to make sure they're okay. All right. And we've also got to work with our constraints and technology and understand what we can do. You know, you, you may not always have access to to Watson, but there's other tools that we can use that apply machine learning to the to your processes, which is really exciting. Um, so, you know, it's already here. Um, and so we just want to use it now to make really cool experiences. It's not distant future stuff. It's not on planes. It's not, you know, it's not, um, I don't know, what do you mean planes? Spaceships. It's not on spaceships. You know, like, it's, it's here, it's now, and it's real. We can use it, make people feel comfortable, give them warm hugs, happy. Um, and I think that you'll be able to design really super cool experiences, all right? So thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed this presentation from UX Australia 2016. For more presentations from this and other conferences, please visit uxaustralia.com.au.